It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day, every day. What's going on, guys? It is episode number 245 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. We have a lot to do, as always, on this episode, so let's get right to it. The Redskins wrapping up veteran minicamp on Thursday afternoon at hot, steamy, humid Redskins Park. Three days of minicamp practices in a row, a couple of OTA sessions, non-mandatory coming up uh, next week, and then it's summer break before returning to Richmond for the full grind starting on July 20. Fifth. So Redskins head coach Jay Gruden a little less uh, aggravated <laughs> because of uh, no Trent Williams questions in his press conference. But Jay Gruden did uh, get after the host of this podcast, the Locked on Redskins podcast. That would be me, Chris Russell. By the way, you can follow the podcast at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins. As well, you can follow me individually at Russellmania621. And as well, you make sure you follow for up-to-date NFL team news and information. All of our local podcast hosts covering each and every NFL team at Locked On NFL Net. At Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. And as always, make sure when you get in your car, you tell your smart speaker advice to play podcast Locked On Redskins. So, yeah, Jay Gruden got after me, as you will hear. Uh, It's a loving relationship. Let's just put it that way. Uh, that Jay and I have, you may remember, part of our open for a number of uh, episodes when we first took over was Jay zinging me with my buddy Chad Dukes uh, from an interview that he did last September, I believe it was. And Jay got me pretty good again today when I asked him about the wide receivers. Here's Jay Gruden in its entirety uh, from Redskins Park on Thursday. Yeah, he just uh, tweaked his hammy. He'll be all right. We just kept him out today. He's been running a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, can you give us, I guess, an overview of what you feel you guys have accomplished, what you saw, what you liked during this mini camp? Yeah, there's a lot of good things to like. You know, there's always things to clean up, but I was, I, I've been most impressed with the young guys coming in here and picking up the system. We threw a lot at them now. Coverages, front splitses, uh, play concepts, formations, run concepts, RPOs, and uh, they did a great job. You know, hats off to the coaching staff for getting them out there ready to play, but uh, also equally impressed with the veterans. The guys came out here and uh, set the te- set the tone. Uh, Jonathan Payne on a defense. Kerrigan, as always, um, you know, secondary wise, they did a nice job. Landon, uh, for the amount of time that he played, came in here and, and bought in, and they communicated well. And then offensively, obviously, we have some shuffling on the offensive line. It's been an issue, but we expected that. Uh, but overall, I think uh, we made steady progress. You said a couple times that Josh works best. Josh Norman works best when he's challenged. How do you think Ray Orton kind of? helps him with that. And well, I think Ray brings a, a wealth of experience to the room, uh, both as a coordinator and a position coach. And he's seen just about everything and coached about everybody. He's coached great players. Uh, he's developed players. So uh, his ability to communicate is what makes him a great football coach. And I think uh, he and Josh in the short time they've had together, you can see the mutual respect they have for one another. And that's important from a player to a coach. And uh, it's going to help Josh in the long run. And, and Josh is going to help us. 
last year, Adrian gets here, you know, a week before the season or so, learning the offense and the flying audit, did what he did. What have you seen just even in the, you know, the week here, his comfort level now in what you're trying to do? I know Daddy's comfortable and he's in great shape again. I think the big thing is he looks even healthier, which is important. You know, last year towards the end, he was playing with uh, quite a few different nagging type injuries that he fought through, which he always will. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think anytime you're a football player and you're in a second year in a system, uh, you'll be more comfortable. Uh, things will happen more naturally to you. The paths, the footwork in the, in the backfield, whether you're from the dot, which he's really comfortable, right behind the quarterback or in the offset gun, where he had to really work last year to get better. But uh, he's more comfortable. He's in great shape, and uh, we're excited to have him back. You know, he's always been a guy who gotten a lot of carries throughout his career, and gets that volume in that 17th run might be the 90 yard or whatever. Can he be, if you had to put him in a different role with Darius back, can he be as just as effective with 9, 10, 11 carries in a game? Like I would think so. I don't know why that would hurt him. But, uh, you know, he is a guy that gets better with uh, more attempts. But I think, assuming what we saw from Darius in college, he'd probably be the same way. And I think Samaje really is the guy that has really been most impressive. He's been out here taking all the reps. He's really, really improved, not only in the running game and the passing game. And uh, that's three pretty good backs right there. And then you got Byron and obviously Chris Thompson, Craig Reynolds done an excellent job, uh, the free agent. Um, so that, that, that's a loaded backfield. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. You have that backfield. But do you, obviously, you, ran, you guys were, you ran a lot last year. Do you anticipate running that much this year again, or because Paul Richardson's back and you have some weapons on the outside? How do you kind of see that? Yeah, hopefully we have balance. That's always the key. You know, I think whenever we're effective on offense, back in when we went to the playoffs and all that stuff, we had great balance, and uh, and that's key. And we were out of the second and longs last year and third and longs, and we were able to convert drives. And uh, when we were effective last year on offense with Alex early in the season, it's because we were moving the football, uh, making our third downs, mixing in the run to pass the play action. That's when most offenses are at their best. When we struggled at the end of the year is because we're in a lot of second and 13s, third down and 10s, young quarterback, lots of turnover on the offensive line. You know, that's, that's hard to function in the NFL that way. So obviously running the football is first and foremost priority here, but also sometimes mixing in a, run, a quick pass on first down to get positive gain is also a great option with the weapons that we have. Sorry if I botched his name, but Nate Caxer, now that you've had kind of a couple weeks to work with him, what are your impressions of him on the special teams? A very impressive man. He's very detailed, uh, but he brings great energy. He, and he's a great coach uh, to each individual player as well as the group. And that's important. You know, and I think guys buy into his energy. It's, it's uh, legitimate. Um, and, uh, and, they, and they understand the importance of special teams. And, um, you know, I've made that point many times in our team meetings that, understand if it's close between a position we're going to go to Nate Nate's room and find out who he likes better on special teams but the guys have bought in we have some excellent special team players some special team leaders like the Shazer Everett you know uh, those guys are uh, uh, doing a good job but Nate uh, has been excellent when they're new offensive or defensive coaches about the systems changing, how much can a special team system change from Ben Kotwika last year to Caxer this year? You know, a lot of it's carryover from team to team, but there's a lot of fundamentally fundamental footwork that could change, some terminology could change, uh, and some basic philosophies that could change, quite honestly. So uh, Nate's got his own spin on everything special team-wise. It might be a, a set by a guard on punt. Um, it might be a way we block somebody on kickoff return or what have you. But uh, the big thing is, is he's a great teacher. And guys have bought in. And you can see the drills are fast, they're crisp. Um, and guys are uh, doing what they're supposed to do and being where they're supposed to be. Jay, uh, 
you praised your wide receiver group at different times. Ike did the same thing the other day when we talked to him. Do you think we're, in the media, fans, maybe whatever, I guess underestimating what you guys have at that position? Or does that all just come down to health in your eyes? You said something positive about our team? <laughs> wow, I got to see that. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, you know, obviously out here, you know, people don't have the luxury of watching us out here. You know, a lot of the naysayers, so to speak, and the people that are critical of our team or whatever, they don't see these guys work every day like we do. Um, and, and, you know, the way Josh Doxson continues to come on, what Terry has done as a rookie already, the amount of plays that he's made, Trey Quinn with his ability to play in a slot and play outside, and even uh, Cam Sims coming back from his injury, Kelvin Harmon, uh, his size and his ability to pick up the offense pretty good. Uh, Paul's not even out here just on a limited basis, uh, but uh, we know what he can bring to this team when he's healthy. So I think it's a great group. I really do. It's a great group because they're different and they can do different things. We have the speed with Terry and Paul to really bust you down the field. We have the size and the strength. Uh, Terry's also big and Kelvin and obviously Josh underneath the routes and then Trey working the underneath stuff. And we haven't even talked about Jordan Reed part of that group So and Vernon Davis. So it's a, it's a, I think it's a great group to have, a great group to work with. Your, your relationship with Josh Norman, you, you had the thing in New Orleans last year. Obviously, he felt, I guess, disrespected by the talk this offseason. We've seen you guys out there chatting, joking around these last couple of days. Was there anything you guys did? Was there a kumbaya moment, or, or how do you feel you guys are? I'm great with Josh. You know, Josh is an excellent football player, and he makes our football team better. That's all I care about, really. And uh, when he's here in the secondary, we're better. He's a physical corner. Um, he created turnovers last year for us. And... Uh, you know he's a good player, but we're going to have some we're going to have some issues from time to time where we don't see eye to eye. But he's got to understand I am the head coach, and what I say goes. Not everybody believes that all the time, but that's usually the case, especially him. But uh, no, I, I I like Josh. I like where he's at. You know, I wish he'd been here in the OTAs, but those are uh, voluntary. But he's here the last couple of days. You can see what type of difference he makes. Had two picks in two days. So uh, we need Josh. Um, we like Josh a lot. Fair to say, he's been pretty competitive during this week's session. He's a great competitor. That's way. That's that's what makes him great. You know, he may not have the the speed that uh, you might want to see at corner. He may not have certain things, but the one thing that sets him apart from everybody else is competitiveness. He's a great competitor, man. Whether it's in a run game or uh, when he's on the best receivers, he tends to have better games when he's on better people and he feels challenged. Uh, so he's got to understand every player is a challenge in the NFL, no matter what the name is on the back of their jersey. He's just got to step up his game at all times. But he's an uh, excellent football player and I think uh, very underrated in people's eyes. Jay, when Ruben went down, there was obviously a lot of mixing to be had at linebacker. But it seems like it's fa stayed fairly consistent with Mason at the mic spot, Sean Dion at Moe, and then kind of mixing behind them. Is that how you anticipate practice going in training camp as well with Mason staying at Mike because he's obviously a guy when Will was here who played Mo in the past as well. Yeah, I think those guys are interchangeable, but I like where they're at. I, I think Sean Dion, I mentioned Samaje, but when I look at the tape, Sean Dion has showed up more uh, so than any time I've seen Sean Dion. He's healthy. He's running faster, way faster that now at this time than he was this time last year. I mean, he looks fast. He looks instinctive. Uh, he's what we thought we could get. Uh, when we drafted him from Alabama. So he's, 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 he's set. And then uh, obviously Mason's doing a good job, but I've, I've been impressed with Bostic. He came in here for a couple of days. He picked up the system quickly. He's running around. He's uh, playing fast, smart, 
You know he's a physical player. We can't tell that without pads on, but that's his MO as a player. I've been impressed with him. I've been very impressed with Cole Holcomb, the way he's running around there. He's fast, um, athletic, you know. Um, so all those guys are doing good. And obviously, uh, you know, we have the other guys uh, that are doing good as well. What's the differentiator between those two inside linebacker positions? What, what's going to determine for you who plays which spot? Oh, we just got to continue to work. Whoever plays the best, most consistently. You know, we have, there's different roles for them. Josh Harvey Clemens, I didn't even mention, you know, he's a guy that can come in and cover people. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be who the top two are. Then the next two are going to have to fill a role, special teams as well. Um, but uh, there's still a lot of ball to be played before we start making those determinations. Uh, Jay, minicamp's over. I know you got a, a couple more days of OTAs. Where's this quarterback competition? It's uh, same spot. You know, this is just part of the process, really, uh, for me to make a determination on a starting quarterback after minicamp or training or mandatory camp is, is kind of foolish. So let these guys continue to play and uh, see which one continues to improve, which one's most consistent um, throughout the training camp and preseason. We'll go from there. But I. I I promise you, I feel, I'd feel good about any one of the three playing. They're, they're all good players. They're great competitors. They're picking it up well. They all have uh, qualities that you want in a starting quarterback. So uh, hopefully we'll make the right decision. Is anybody ahead? Uh, we're not even thinking about that right now, to be honest with you. We're just we're giving them equal reps. We only really have a ones and a twos right now. We're filtering in the receivers, subbing them in. doesn't matter who's out there, the tight ends. So, uh, you know, I think we'll start to – get some first team, true first team reps when we have a first team on offense. Right now, we really don't. Uh, we'll start to do that once training camp hits. All right, once again, that is Redskins head coach Jay Gruden. Good zing, Coach Gruden. Let's see how your ball club responds. Can you keep your gig long enough to keep setting up the host of this podcast? Hopefully you can because that will give us something all good uh, to talk about, but Jay Gruden is a funny dude. I uh, talked to him briefly afterwards, and uh, he knew he got me pretty good, and he was laughing. We had a good laugh about it uh, as he uh, left the podium uh, and into uh, the Redskins Park weight room. Uh, I like Jay. I like Jay. Uh, and I like him better as a coach than he probably realizes. Uh, but I have some fun with him, uh, and he has some fun with me. All right, back in a flash right here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we welcome you back right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. It is episode number 245 of said Locked On Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. Today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere at Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. And while we're at it, always take time to remember, we invite you to check out the new Himalaya podcasting app. It's free. It's super easy to use. has every single podcast you love or you're searching for. 
as we always tell you here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast, Himalaya brings you personally curated playlists made just for you by our expert podcast tastemakers. That's right. You've heard of wine tastemakers? No. Podcast tastemakers. Himalaya. Go check them out wherever you download your apps, the App Store, Google Play. And don't forget to follow Locked on Redskins once you're there. All right, let's get to Bill Callahan, the remaining portion of his time with the media the other day that I was at. Uh, The Redskins assistant coaches don't speak very often, once a year in mass, uh, and maybe some a little bit here and there individually, but this is pretty much it. Uh, So enjoy it, soak it up now. Bill Callahan talking about Eric Flowers and more. Yeah, I like I like him. I like Eric. I've always liked him. I think that you're gonna you're gonna see uh, a player that's starting to emerge a little bit more in terms of technique. Uh, unfortunately, we've had to put him out of tackle, but we're still in the first few weeks we had him at guard. You, he did a nice job. Really We'd love to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Why? That's the I mean, plan. What was the thinking with that? What was why he had sure. a guard? I was just curious. Why well, number one, we see a lot of potential. You know, when we made transitions with tackles to the inside position, all of Ty Naseki, okay? We even had Trent play a few snaps here at times, but uh, I think it gives us size, it gives us power. I think those are really good traits, you know, for a running attack and also pass protection. He's, he's long, he's square, you know, he obviously can play in the short area. So those are kind of things we identified uh, during free agency that we liked and we're trying to fit him in that mode. So it's been a work in progress. You know, we got a long ways to go yet, but he's uh, he's made a nice transition you so far. You see him as a guy like you could start training camp with him as a guard. And oh, I think so. There. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then we're training the young guys as well. So this has been a great opportunity not only for him at guard, but also for Wes Martin and uh, for Zach Kieran. So we, we've been fortunate in that respect. What has Kevin O'Connell been like as offensive coordinator so far? Yeah, he's been really good. You know, he's uh, kind of carrying the torch and, you know, he's implementing the offense and adding some some variety to it. So it's kind of some new age thinking, you know. So it's been fun. It's been it's been interesting. What are some of the challenges for a guy like Eric Flowers moving inside the tackle to move inside? Yeah. I think when you play in the short area, everything happens much quicker, much faster. So getting acclimated to the to the speed and the explosiveness inside is a little bit different for a tackle when he's out in space and he's dealing with a, a defensive end who may be aligned maybe two or three yards outside of him. So everything's a little bit more confined, a little bit more compact. Everything happens a little bit more sudden and quicker inside. I know it's just individuals, but mm-hmm. like share, you know, good mm-hmm. hand placement, be able to get mm-hmm. leverage under, uh, I think it was Ionitis on one rep. Oh, so yeah. What, what, what you are oh, sure, right uh, sure. I mean, we're, we're just, you know, it's, it's precautionary in the sense that, you know, we're going to wait the training camp before we get rolling again. And I think having him in the individual really helps him keep his kind of his skill set, his toolbox sharpened, which, which is great. But, uh, yeah, I'm pleased. You know, I know he's chomping at the bit to get back out there, but, you know, nothing we can do about that right now until we get to training camp. What do you hope to see out of Jerron uh, Christian and Tyler Catalina when they do come back? It's going to be obviously looking yeah. for Trent. It's more important to see those guys yeah, kind of right. take that next step. I, I love to see Jerron take the next step, you know. and what that, we're, to do to make that next, take that next step? Well, nobody's going to get healthy, you know, so he's not going to be released until training camp. And then we'll, we'll see, you know, when you come off an ACL injury. Mm-hmm. It's always challenging, you know, and it takes a little bit of time. So. Um, with that being said, timing becomes a critical factor, you know, and then of course all the all the movement skills and the movement skill set that he has to execute becomes critical. Um, you're talking about change of direction, you know, when you're talking about those real quick sudden bursts that you have to take, you know, we, we've got to see that happen on film. So 
uh, he's working hard at it. I know that. So we're we're optimistic in that regard. Acknowledging yeah. that it's June and it's not even training camp yet. Right. When you have a day where the defense is full strength and you mm -hmm. guys aren't and, and they're winning mm -hmm. mortgage rails, what, how do mm -hmm. you address that with your team? How do you, how do you yeah, I, th I think we just focus in on what we got to do. We focus in on trying to get better individually. And we look at that and we take that approach. We don't look at it as the defense won this whole drill and we lost because, you know, for, for one maybe poor block, there's four really good blocks. You know, so we really focus on the things that we're doing well, and we've got a, long, a lot of young players going up against first teamers. You know, so we got a, we've got a great defense. I think, I mean, they're stacked with personnel. I mean, they're they're loaded, and you look at the fr the front seven. My God, it's, it could be one of the better fronts in the league. So that's going to make us better, and it's helping the young players get better as well. So uh, it's a great challenge, and, and and we love it. I embrace it. They embrace it. So if they can block those guys, then they're going to be pretty well set. You know, to match up in the league. Well, I think he's learning, and, and he's he's not there by any stretch of the imagination. But he's he shows a lot of potential because he does have the positional strength, you know, the play to guard position. Uh, the techniques as you enter the NFL are so much different than what you did in in college, you know. So making that adaptation, it becomes critical for him, you know, to to try to take that curve and try to narrow it somewhat and what's what's critical now is just trying to groove all those techniques but when you get in the training camp and the live bullets are flying that's when we'll get a really good evaluation on where he's at but I'm optimistic I like I like I like the kid he works his ass off he does everything you want him to he's great in the classroom he's you know he's great on the field you know his work ethic he's smart he's tough he's dependable so I like all those things about him Sure. Sure. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Ross is uh, Ross is interesting because of all the games he's played, and you know we we moved him to center this week, and we had him at guard in previous weeks, but uh, we moved him to center, and now we're getting Casey Dunn a little bit more rep at the guard spot where he was playing center, so we're mixing and matching those guys. But I think he's got real potential to be a swing guy and be a steady player for us inside. With all this mixing and matching and all the injuries and the limitations yeah. on how much you guys can work on, how do you build that cohesion and chemistry that offensive lines are always known to be about and yeah. need? Well, it starts with communication. Yeah. So, you know, we make them communicate as much as they can. And, you know, whether it's at the line of scrimmage, whether it's in the classroom, you know, we're forcing communication. And, and really we want it to come from them naturally. And so when you talk about the calls and the call sequences that take place during the course of a play, uh, there's always that um, there's always that feeling that one person's accountable for the call. Here they're all responsible for the call, so it makes them you know stand their toes and stay a little bit more you know focused on the whole big picture as opposed to just their assignment only. You had to with one all, last one, last with one. all the in, so many injuries last hmm. year. You had to sign so many guys off the street. <laughs> Is there a hope, or at least not, if not an expectation of hope? Mm -hmm. you do have injuries this year. Yeah. The replacements at least will be the in-house guys. Yeah, we tr we tried. Guys. Yeah. yeah. We're, that's that's the goal is always to try to develop the depth of your roster. And so that's what that's where the focus is at in the, in these OTAs. So we got a lot of young players that we got to bring along quickly. You know, we've been through s over 70 line combinations in 2 years. I don't know who's been through that. I really don't. But, you know, to to the credit of the players they did a great job you know, when you just look at rushing and you look at the totals of rushing in the league we moved up 11 spots actually is the best year rushing the football that I've had since I've been here as a line coach and so we moved up 11 spots 
with you know with with a mix and match plug and play type guys and you know it's a credit you know to Adrian what he did and then all the guys surrounding him you know to still find ways to manufacture runs for success so you know finish 17th in the league in rushing you know if we can take that next step and finish in the top 10 you know if you look at the yardage uh, differences it's not that much it's not that much in terms of an average so if we can average a little bit more between eight and ten yards a game consistently and run the ball a little bit better than we did we're going to be right up there again so uh, I'm, I'm optimistic I'm hopeful that you know we'll improve that aspect of our game one more time all right once again that's Redskins offensive line coach and run game coordinator Bill Callahan uh, meeting with reporters, including me, Locked on Redskins, Chris Russell, 106.7 The Fan, on Wednesday at Redskins Park. All right. This uh, show also brought to you in part by Grip6. Grip6 belts, ultra lightweight, no holes, no flap. It's a great Father's Day gift. Go to Grip6. And they have a special offer for you at Grip6.com slash L-O-C-K-E. That's Grip6.com slash L-O-C-K-E. And as always, again... Make sure you're checking out the Himalaya podcasting app. You can follow. Listeners can follow their favorite shows and creators. Like and comment. Give a thumbs up. Comment on individual episodes. An episodic shareable playlist where you can build your play, podcast playlist. And customize it just like a playlist for song. And share it through social texts and email. All available at the new Himalaya podcasting app right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Episode number 245. Thanks for being with us. All right, it is episode number 245 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. I am your host, Chris Russell. Uh, once again, today's show brought to you in part by Untuck It. We thank them for sponsoring Locked On. If you're looking for a great Father's Day idea, their shirts are specifically designed to look great, untucked, and feel comfortable at work or on the weekend. No tucking, no tailoring required. Go to untuckit.com. Untuckit.com. That's U-N-T-U-C-K. I-T, untuckit.com, promo code NBA. That's right, promo code NBA to get 20% off at Untuckit. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. We will have more throughout the weekend uh, and try and get you as much content. We have a ton of sound that we haven't gotten to, uh, such as Ray Horton uh, and... um, Jim Tom Sula and some of the players uh, as well. We will do that all for you right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Again, make sure you follow at Locked Redskins, at Locked On NFL Net, at Locked On NFL Net, and at Locked Redskins. And away you go. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.